Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. To another edition of Supercoach Edge. Well, it's uh, prelim final week, and the contest seems to be getting well hotter and hotter as we approach <laughs> the finish line. We hope you came away with a win on the weekend, or at least can make the most of the double chance this coming weekend for those of you in ten-man leagues. As I welcome in my co-host Liam, how goes it? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Did get uh, did get some good wins, albeit in a. Some uh, secondary, some consolation cups or the <laughs> participation plate, as we like to call it. Uh, but wins nonetheless, wins nonetheless. And I hope I hope everyone else did too, and I hope you did as well, Damon. But uh, speaking of the contest heading up, Damon, glancing over at the overall leaderboard, one of our favourite and most notable guests from a few weeks back in JP has now taken the overall lead with his team, Ray Magoo. Very, very nice to see. Yes, yes. Awesome effort and well done by the great man who has been quietly gunning away at top spot. But uh, we must also tip our caps to Abdul, who we can't forget, who held on for as long as he could covering for the loss of Hewitt over the past few weeks. But uh, of course, was struck down now with with no cover after his bench was, uh, I guess they came down with injury. I think where was uh, was yeah. sort of the, the stand-in cover for Hewitt. But um, yes, it just looks as though the uh, Supercoach gods are working against him in this case, unfortunately, as you well know, Liam, all about the Supercoach gods and how cruel they can be. But incredible effort to, um, I guess, hold up the uh, the flag and and sit in the Iron Throne, as we call it, for as long as he did. So, um, you know, we just want to congratulate him on his world-class performance across the season. So well done, mate. Yes, very well done. And speaking of world-class performance, this is something synonymous with our good friends at Manscaped. Uh, very good, Liam. Yes, Manscaped are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They're just good poets there. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, which is called the Performance Package. 
Join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code edge at manscaped.com. Yes. And as part of that partnership, you, the good folk of the Supercoach Edge community, will get access to, as we said, 20% off and free shipping with the code edge at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping when you enter the code at edge at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Not that I've really needed it, but um, just look good, feel good. And on the weekend, mm. of course, was my smooth. Bucks party. And uh, no one saw how smooth I was, but <laughs> smooth moves on the dance floor and all, all that sort of stuff. Um, yes, very smooth. And we did play True Go, of course. Mm, true Go, very good. True Go, for those of you out there who have no idea what it is, uh, YouTube it and join your local club because I reckon yes. we unearthed quite a bit of talent in our yeah. uh, in, in our group that so we went out with. So it was um, it was good fun. So yes, thanks for the very, very good fun. No, no <laughs> uh, so a messy weekend uh, mm. off, I guess, field for us. Uh, let's let's see how it's uh, how it balled over on field when it comes to Supercoach on the weekend. So let's find out as we kick it off with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ah, well, uh, speaking of kicking it off, I'm kicking it off this week, Liam, just for a bit of a change. Um, nice. nice of you. Tip of the cap to you. Uh, ended up scoring 2,470. Uh, overall ranking, I am now ranked 3,712th overall. And uh, I thought I had a decent enough, decent enough week that should have seen me make some decent mm. round in ranks, but uh, logged on. Only to find that uh, I was <laughs> trolled by Supercoach, Supercoach guys, and uh, everything else working against me because I only rose 26 spots. So really, I mean, it's, wow. yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a move in the right direction. I was looking at my leagues and I'm like, oh, it's a few people that have scored around about the 2300 mark. Um, but uh, considering that I fell short to yourself, I um, I probably should have um, used that as a bit of perspective. So uh, yes, uh, only 26 spots, but it's a move in the right direction. Mm. So um, can't uh, be too displeased with that. But uh, moving on to the trade front. As we know, we're both out of trades here. No secret about that. Um, otherwise, uh, there would have been a guy out of the side, probably two uh, in, in the mm. case of Crisp and Short, but uh, we'll get to them shortly as to whether or not they redeem themselves. But uh, on with the good first up, and Josh Dunkley uh, probably gets the good here again. Uh, backing up last week's 130 with a whopping 155 after a three-game run of bad scores. So mm. uh, tip of the cap, good sir, to you, uh, Joshy Dunkley but must make honourable mentions to Piggy Oliver, bouncing back with that uh, impressive 152, and my captain. Oh, yes, the uh, ever-reliable Laird, saving my bacon uh, in this case. Nice little uh, Piggy Oliver reference there. Mm. With his 145, after I took the risk of overlooking Clary for the VC in favour of the running man. So um, thank you, Laird. You very much saved my anus right then and there because I was really worried. I mean... But yeah. having said that as well, I should also make mention um, because as it turned out, Laird actually eclipsed, only slightly, eclipsed Oliver come the end of the game because uh, he scored 153. And then, of course, with corrections, for some stupid reason, he lost eight points. How? As the top scorer of Adelaide, now we kind of had uh, a brief discussion yeah. about this on Messenger, but... Makes no sense. Like the top scoring player, obviously doing something right, 
you know, quite worthy of the score that he's having. What if you need to, to reallocate points and take points away from players, surely you take it from players that are like scoring near the bottom. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just really under, I don't understand it. It's, it was stra- it was seven points is also a considerable number of points in a in a sense, yeah. Like a, a scaling down of seven points. Actually, eight, eight points. You've uh, eight you've, points. You've, you've, taken, take, you've done a champion data and taken off an extra point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just, strange. Yeah, seems strange. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yep, yeah, but uh, probably put them in the bad here. I reckon alongside. Oh, there's a few names from here. The big oaf, Hodor. <laughs> Shrek, whatever you want to call him, it was a performance befitting of his overall look. Lazy. Stop holding the door for your opposition (laughs) ruckman and start walking through that door and start scoring Mm. some points, mate. Like, I think he had over, I think it was about 32 hitouts or thereabouts. It's almost as if every one of his hitouts went to like the opposition. Like, there's no rhyme or reason for it. It's really strange as a ruckman, as we know how easy it is to score points, Mm. just fell short there. So, um, yeah. Pull up your socks, uh, Hodor. Uh, moving on to the ugly and uh, bit of a surprise, this one. Mm. Logging on and seeing this bloke. Stewart only scored 48 points, which was his lowest non-injury affected score for the season. So it's just not good enough, especially, you know, during a time where every point counts in finals. And uh, Stuart, I brought you in for your high floor and your ability to, uh, you know, still score well enough despite opposition teams putting attention into you. But the weekend was that exception. But with the Eagles and the Suns to round out the season and uh, a prelim and hopefully grand finals are waiting for my leagues and hopefully other owners out there, you just can't afford to slip up again, mate. Mm-hmm. So um, come on, come on, get on with it. Like it's it was a major surprise. So I'll, I'll let him off, let him off uh, lightly, I think here. So yeah, we'll see how he butters up on the weekend. But what about yourself, Liam? On to some good news. Yes, a little, uh, not that great, but some good news. Pretty happy, <laughs> yes. pretty happy with my score of 2,480. So I did did take the win with 10 points uh, this round. Uh, not only did I get the win, but it was just nice having a half-decent score uh, for, for a week and not stuffing up my captaincy loophole uh, like I did last week. Um, I didn't stuff up the captaincy loophole. I just forgot that I needed two emergencies that week. Um, but anyway. Moving on. Uh, overall ranking, I was also kind of surprised. When I saw my score, I thought, because I'm, I'm not obviously ranked as highly as you, I thought, all right, I should get a decent little jump here. I only went up 781 spots. Oh, wow. Well, that yeah. is, that's probably just as surprising as me. Yeah. So I thought I'd probably get maybe 1,000, 2,000, hopefully. But, yeah, only the 781. Uh, yeah. And so I sit 18,302nd, which I don't think I see much changing there between now and the end of this season. Uh, obviously, as we have said, trades, I have none at all. Uh, so nothing, no, no movement there. <laughs> but on to, uh, on to the good. Uh, the VC on Clary for a big 152 on a Friday night. So he got scored that, what was it, 304? Uh, which was very nice, uh, very nice feeling, very nice feeling, especially when I decided to just, you know, do a quick, quick sneaky little change from Lair, uh, to from Miller to Oliver with about two or three minutes to go. Uh, so that felt good. It was also a bit concerning because he he really turned it on sort of in the last quarter. Yeah. Um, and sort of all oh, the last half, but um, yeah, was was not looking good early days, but I knew I had Laird as a, as a backup. So I wasn't yeah. too concerned. Uh, On to the bad. I'm going to go a bit harsh. And I don't think 
for, for a season overall, he doesn't deserve this. But Will Brody's 65 was a season low score for him. Mm. Um, so it's a bit, I feel a bit bad almost putting him in the bad. But uh, there wasn't that many other issues in the side um, to, to include in there. So I had to sort of, yeah, unfortunately, give it to, to, to Will Brody. And then onto the ugly. Mm. The ugly. Have you got here got something special? Something special. Something special. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Chris Scott. Oh, brilliant. Now, we always refer to him as the coach that shall not be named. But you know what? We're going to name him. It's Chris Scott. Yes. <laughs> oh, that burns my ears just to hear that. Here now, luckily, name. luckily. Otherwise, this would have been a real, would have ripped into him real bad. Tickle yeah. came in this round, so I did have cover for Blixarms. And Tickle managed to pump out a respectable score, a 73, that helped cover for Blixarms as a laid out. But and now this is where my real issue comes in. Chris Scott stated, I think it was the day before, on Friday, they played on the Saturday, they stated on the Friday that there would be some laid outs the next day. He foreshadowed the fact that there would be late outs. Oh, you now, did. yes, that's right. Let's be honest. The league seriously needs to start cracking down on this because he is like the master of late change. Yep. Like, seriously, it's not the first time he's pulled the old switcheroo. And then you have Segler and Blixarves both pulled out at the last minute as managed. So it wasn't an injury. They were managed last minute. Come on. Come on. Seriously. Yep. It's, a, it's a complete joke. Like, you know, we talk of... Uh... Of Chris Scott, and he's he's kind of the the man who shall not be named. He's almost to the point now where he's kind of like the Candyman, where like if you turn the lights off and you say Candyman three times, if you say Chris Scott three times in the mirror, Candyman appears because he is an absolute horror show when it comes to coaching for us super coaches. Absolutely, yeah. I don't call it vile, like just terrible, absolutely terrible. Like, and he sh- you're right, AFL should like crack down on this because he's obviously using it as a strategic move. Like, if you know that players aren't going to come up, if they're not of, like, full fitness, why name them initially? It's just, like, yeah. it's so shit. Like, it defeats the whole purpose of, like, teams submitting their, you know, team sheets on Thursday at, what was it, 6, 625 or whatever. Like, yeah. it's just, it's a mockery. He's making a mockery of the actual process. And the AFL are just sitting back and just turning a blind eye. Classic. Yeah. Unlike and them. I think the issue... <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I think the issue is more so like if they'd been pulled out for soreness, I'd be like, all right, fair enough. But managed to mm. me just reads poorly because it's like this is planned almost. It's not. Yeah. It's not a oh yeah. They actually they were a bit sore, but we thought they'd get up. You know, it, it's I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't heard anything from the press conference that I've only seen the team sheets and it did say managed uh, for both of them. So. Anyway, mm. we'll put it there. But anyway, yeah. let's move on before this turns into Caro's arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he deserves it, though. He does. Shoot that poison arrow <laughs> through his heart. <laughs> 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 All right, I'll stop. All right, let's move anyway, on to the, uh, the head-to-head. That's uh, yes. not much to talk about here, but no, there is, because you've come back and you've you've pegged back 10 points, Liam. You're coming back. You don't want to do the maths again. It's to how many points yeah. you need to make up in the last yeah, two. Please do. Please do. Uh, as you, as you, you can. I've yeah, have read, a speak. Have you your um? No, no. I'll, I'll read the wins and losses. So, <laughs> yes. Damon, you're on the 14 wins, uh, seven losses, uh, point differential of 100 and uh, sorry, 1077. Uh, I've got the seven wins, 14 losses, and obviously the same point differential, just in in the negatives. It's gonna be tough for me to get back on on the wins. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, no, well, oh, to an extent, but if you have a look just here, I'm just gonna just gonna unveil this. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see this here. I'm just raising up my phone, which uh, has the calculator app on it. So I just did the uh, quick sums, and you have to make up five thirty-eight point <laughs> five points. Not meant, not much, not much for the rest of the season, two weeks. Basically. So you can do it. It's kind of raising every week now, uh, but uh, ten points you've uh, you've made up. Hey, actually, let's let's can we do like an over under? So you've got two weeks. Can you peg it back below a thousand? Yeah, do you reckon yeah, that's achievable? No, I don't think it's achievable because you've got Stuart. No. We're we're pretty we're pretty close. We're pretty. I'd like to actually we're in the episode where we you know do the season review. Mm. We should go back and have a look at like what the biggest winning margin was, which probably would have been when you had last zero. week, I reckon as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But apart from that, like the average losing margin between both of us would have been pretty, pretty close, I reckon. Yeah, I think you would have had it a few weeks because I had Rid- yeah Ridley out, so I was relying on rookies there. Parish injury probably didn't help. That would have been a big week. Anyway, yeah, it'll be good yeah. to, to review it. Yeah. We're good to review it. But uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to look at some of the talking points that came out of the weekend. And there's some there's some big ones that have that've just broken. So let's uh, look at them a little closer in the week that was. I don't care if Monday's black, Tuesday, Wednesday, hard to tell. Thursday, never looking back, it's Friday, I'm in love. Yes, in the week that was, we keep you up to date on the key talking points of the round. Yes, and the biggest talking point is no doubt the news that has just broken this afternoon that Patrick Cripps will miss two matches, which is the remainder of the Supercoach season. There mm. is no word as you see, as yet as to whether Cup will contest the ban, but we'll keep you updated as news comes to hand across our social channels. Yes, very unfortunate news for, well, the majority of the Supercoach competition that owns him, including um, both of us, Liam, unfortunately. Uh, but the other notable takeaway from the round was the fact that Stuart was, in fact, targeted and mm. struggled with a tag for uh, one of the first times this season, which restricted him to just 48 points. Of course, as I mentioned uh, in my Good, the Bad, the Ugly, it was his season low, discounting his injury-affected game in round 12 when he was concussed. Very unfortunate timing for those that did trade him in last week. And projecting, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Up with the win. Um, yeah, it did, didn't it? Uh, projecting <laughs> a forward for the remaining two rounds. News has emerged uh, that Brody Grundy has been ruled out for the rest of 2022 with an ankle stress fracture. And there's no doubt that Darcy Cameron owners will be rejoicing with the big man set to continue to handle the bulk of ruck contests alongside Mason Cox for relief. Yes, uh, but I guess looking even further forward to 2023, it uh, does mean perhaps there is reason to roll with the uh, the old Gaundy combo yet again, uh, with Grundy set to be priced around about that 500k mark with a 10% discount, having played just the six games this season. And that, of course, is courtesy of our stats man, Empa. Mm. So it was something to pencil, pencil in. I guess for uh, early early drafts of our teams next year, yeah. um, for those of you who are sort of looking forward already, uh, never too early to get an early jump on things, Alien. Considering yeah, no. uh, you've probably drafted your entire team by now. Yeah, it's ready. It's done. I'm ready for <laughs> season. 
season 2023 and season 2024 as well. <laughs> jump ahead. Oh, I like the enthusiasm. When you got a bit of spare time, might as well. Exactly. Exactly. We're yeah. not having to focus on Supercoach every weekend. Just yeah. focus on future Supercoach. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Yes, but uh, anyway, for those of you with trains, which I'd love, I'd love to know what that feels like. Uh, we're here to live <laughs> vicariously through you by throwing some of the best moves and options that we would like to do uh, as we jump into The Price is Right. My money don't jiggle, jiggle, it folds. I'd like to see you wiggle, wiggle, for sure. Make me want to dribble, dribble, you know, right it in my fear. You really have to see it. Six feet two. In The Price is Right, we run through the top buy, sell, hold and weight options for this round of Supercoach. And we chat about the pros, the cons, uh, and who you should be considering trading in or out of your side this week. But let's kick off with the sell options. Yes. Well, uh, as we've been saying over the past few weeks, there are a number of trades one could consider. Mm. But at this point in the season, given most have already completed their teams with no massive long-term injuries to thankfully fix, apart from, I guess, when you're talking long-term and there's only two two games left, so (laughs) you could probably say any injury or suspension from here on out is long-term. But attention does turn to luxury trades apart from, of course, the fact that Cripps is now out and we have uh, Hewitt that's been out over the past few weeks as well. But however, the ability to make these luxury trades, we should mention really comes down to how many trades you have left along with the cash in the bank. But it's yes, probably at that stage now where a lot of people are uh, in the prelim and playing for the spot in the grand final. um, If you are lucky enough to be in that position. So Yes, think long and hard about uh, about using those trades because, uh, as you know, you need those points on field in order to win to qualify mm. for a grand final. So let's move on to the uh, the main sell suspects, Liam, and uh, I'll start off, kick off with the, uh, the first one, which is probably um, one that's already been dealt with or people have been holding him, holding hope that he's going to actually come back. But Georgie, Georgie boy, Hewitt has virtually been uh, ruled out for the remaining two rounds of the season with his back complaint not healing in time. So short and simple, if you have a trade, get him out of your side, I think. Um, you don't want to really have that amount of uh, dollarage on the bench. Um, so yes, maximize that ability to sideways him and bring in someone of primo quality. Yes. Who else we got? Yes, definitely. Uh, to his teammate, Paddy Cripps. The Carlton captain has found himself on the sideline for two weeks, potentially, after hitting Archie of the Lions high. Not ideal. Not ideal at all. Uh, We're heading, as we head into prelim week, if you have a trade, I I mean, obviously you're going to have to wait and see what happens um, just to see. If, but at this stage of the season, even a one-week injury is kind of worth, sorry, a one-week injury or suspension is actually worth trading around um personally if you ask me uh yep. with only two weeks left i mean obviously if you've got the if you're in a 10-man league and you got the week off i wouldn't bother mm. um but if you are in a are in um <clears throat> a if you're obviously in a, if you need to win you need to do yep. it uh and if you do have a trade best place to use it otherwise fingers crossed owners have bench cover or dpp swings to try and cover him which is what i'm gonna have to do this week Yep, as will I, unfortunately. Mm. But um, I'm thankful now that uh, I kept one of your boys in uh, in Hobbs. He uh, could be a saving grace. Him and uh, Owens, good return. Mm. Uh, the perfect timing, actually, for him. But uh, moving on to uh, Short, that man Short. So to be fair, Jaden Short probably would have been out of most people's sides if we had enough trades to spare. But in prelim week, 
Patience has all but expired for those who do have a trade or two up their sleeve. You know, if you are still in prelims, if you qualify for the grand final, like you said with Crips, you can probably afford to hold. But having said that, should make mention that Nick Floston is likely to miss this weekend after he was subbed out during Richmond's game after copping a Charlie Dixon knee to his ribs. So this can mean that Short is finally, finally swung back to his natural position as Chief Seagull. We can only dream. We can only dream. I mean, he did it, what, a couple of weeks ago, Dimmer Hardwick for like a quarter, if that, taking kick-ins and um, mm. really seduced us and tricked us because then he was swung everywhere around the field except for defense. So if this doesn't happen this weekend, um, it's never going to happen for the next two weeks of the season. Yeah. Come on, Dimmer. Yeah. Come on, Dimmer. Help us, please. please. Don't be like Chris please. Scott. Please. No, don't, don't be, be Chris Scott. Yeah. Oi. Uh, <laughs> and last option, and it's probably a little bit of a left field option, I want to say. It is Jack McRae, and it's sort of on the concept of creating a bit of an antipod here. So mm. for someone – Something a little bit sneaky, which is nice to do in prelim week. If your prelim finals opponent owns McRae, you could zig while they zag, as they say, by being a bit contrarian to them, by trading McRae out to a more reliable mid in the likes of Laird. Uh, what's how much is McRae? I mean, you could take a bit of a punt on like a Parish, mm. Eel, uh, a Mills, uh, even an Angus Brayshaw. Yep. Brayshaw as well, but we'll touch on these a bit later. Um, depends if you're also covering Crips. It's probably not the yeah. best option to go for, but I don't know. You might not have Crips anymore. Uh, but McRae's form has been lackluster for most of the season, and he has scored above 105 in only one of his past six games. He is simply not producing uh, – it pains me to say it – and could be this could be a sneaky way to get a bit of a leg up on your opponent if you don't have to deal with the likes of the player – we just, if you don't have to do, you know, Short, Crips and Hewitt. Mm. Uh, mainly Crips and Hewitt would probably be yep. the big issues. Um, short, obviously, you can Luxury. just yeah. hold. Totally makes sense. And, and McRae, like we spoke of it uh, very briefly over the past few weeks, actually, like mm. looking forward as we both are to next year, McRae has fallen away. Uh, and he might actually be a pod primo um, come the start of next year mm. because – I imagine a lot of people will be jumping off him and I'll be looking elsewhere. I think at this stage, he's just fallen away and, and hasn't really kept up his, uh, his side of the, uh, the ledger as a primo, unfortunately, no. he's just fallen away. Um, but let's move on to the buy category. And these are the guys you could bring in as luxury trades, as we just mentioned. Um, and we'll list the top options we've identified across each position, of course, um, unless you are replacing the injured likes of Hewitt or Cripps. But let's start in defense, and it is with Aaron Hall as our top defender. Uh, he's priced at 474.3K, averaging a 97.9 with a break-even of 53. So the rebounding Rue has picked up where he left off since returning from his most recent injury and, unfortunately, a bout of COVID straight after that. So he's uh, yeah, just a wretched run with, uh, with luck. Um, scoring better than his, uh, his, probably his, his low price at the moment would indicate. So he's doing quite mm. well. With the injury effect, the score of 18 now dropping out of his three-round um, rotation uh, when it comes to price uh, inflation or deflation. He has bottomed out and he presents as a relative bargain knowing his scoring ceiling and the fact he's a big pod in, get this, just 3% of teams. Ooh. So we shouldn't have to mention, obviously, that uh, he does come <laughs> with an injury risk. But that aside, he could present as the ace up the sleeve in the remaining two weeks of finals. And 
for his remaining two games of the season, he does have a bit of a softish run. Um, I mean, he does granted play for North. So unless he was playing himself, um, that'll probably be the best option. Mm. But in this case, he can't. But uh, North, they face Adelaide, <laughs> who he scored 153 against earlier this season, and then faces Gold Coast as well. So not too hard a, a run to end the season. Um, so yes, being a pod and being a primo pod, obviously comes with a, a bit of a, a high risk. High reward sort of scenario with uh, yeah. with Hall there. Yeah, don't mind it. I quite like that. Quite like it. He's nice. got that cheapness to it as well, which makes it easy mm. to trade him in. Yeah, um, which is always nice at this stage of the season. Uh, moving on to the midfielders, we've got a few options here. Obviously, with Cripps likely to miss two weeks, and Hewitt just also likely to miss two weeks. So we thought we'd go through a few options here. First up, we've got Darcy Parrish, uh, mid-eligible, 560.4K, juicy, mm. averaging 113.2 with a break-even of 95. He is all but bottomed out in price and presents as a nice midfield pod for those looking for a reliable scorer. Barring his injury-affected game of 51 against Carlton, uh, his three lower scores read 97, 99, and 109. Wow. So you're getting a pretty reliable scorer. He does face Port and Richmond to finish the season. Uh, Richmond in the last round, so in Supercoach uh, Grand Final. Uh, Mm. And Richmond also being the team he has his best average against of any opponent. Wow. Jesus, that's uh, that's, that's almost the uh, the cherry on top, isn't it? mm. Just to round out that last game of the Grand Final of all things as well. What a time. What a time to be alive. And jump straight back into it. So I was a bit... I didn't think he'd score that well, um, no. but managed a 120. So not bad from a return game uh, yeah. from injury. So definitely, definitely one to consider. And is that off the back of, um, you obviously watched the game on the weekend, um, I assume? No, actually, I, I did not. Oh, I did not, wait, was it because of my bucks? Did that ruin things? I think it no, did. no, no, no. I could have watched it. I missed, would have missed the end. Now they played just before it, but I was, oh, okay. uh, I was yeah, out. Um, so I didn't get to catch it. I was watching scores. Um, and just, I've seen some commentary about it, but yeah. It was – so Merritt, was he actually tagged? Yes, Merritt, he was, wasn't yeah. He? Ash, Ash went to Merritt. Yes, interesting. So I wonder, like, that's obviously going to benefit Parrish because he's off the chain. So mm. I wonder if that's going to continue as well to sort of add another sort of tick to the um, the box of, of nabbing Parrish. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Very, very, very. Makes him the other uh, top option. Absolutely right there. Uh, but other options, we do have Jordan Dawson, who is, of course, that uh, DPP mid defender. He's priced at 556.3K, averaging 109.6 with a break even of 90. And was priced, believe it or not, at a whopping 626 only five weeks ago. But a few games where he copped a tag and close attention has seen him drop to a juicy. 556.3k so even cheaper than that man Darcy Parrish he does provide that handy DPP like I mentioned if you have a swing in defense to really get that extra bang for your buck with that one trade especially if you've only got the one trade remaining he does also just uh, sort of another tick uh, in the box of uh, potentially nabbing Dawson he faces North this weekend who he scored 134 against in round 15 and then put Adelaide in that uh, last round mm. of the year, which of course, as you said there, is the grand final, who he scored 123 against in round three. So um, good good uh, opponents to, to face up yeah. against to round out the year. I like that. Mm. And shouldn't face North won't – you don't think North would tag him? No. They have a tagger. 
And then Port Adelaide, I don't think would either off the top of my head. You'd be going for land if you were there. Surely. Yeah. Yep. Surely. Absolutely. But anyway, uh, moving on to Callum Mills, another mid option, mid eligible, obviously 572.4K averaging 117.3 with a break even of 108. And he recaptured some of his early consistent form with uh, scores of 138, 116, 97, 120, and 116 over his past five weeks. But I think the question still remains on his scoring ability. Uh, so not scoring ability, but his scoring ceiling. Having only scored 120 plus, it sounds weird because just wait for the rest of the sentence. Uh, 120 plus in his just eight of his 20 games. And but he's a relative bargain for his price, knowing when he scores big, he could go very big with scores of 167 and 214, yeah. being two of his largest from this season. And he is the fourth highest scoring mid overall. So it's it's weird to sort of question his scoring ceiling. Yeah. I guess in that context, it's that he does have a high ceiling, but it's just not a consistently high ceiling. Mm. Um, and the floor isn't necessarily as high either. It can be quite varied. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the main concern I'd have with him, but I don't think you're going too wrong with Callum Mills. Uh, does face Collingwood, who gives away the most points to opposition inside mids this round, and St Kilda to round out the season. Very nice. No, I do like him. We've mentioned him a few times over the uh, past few weeks, and for good reason. Um, yeah, he's, he's got the uh, the scoreline to back it up. But, yeah, very good point. Like, I think the fact that uh, he does have those massive scores out of the box, but on the whole, he's probably uh, – he's not sort of veering – he's veering into captaincy territory, but uh, he's falling short more often than not. I think that's probably yeah. the main thing. Um, and he, he does – over the previous probably month prior to the – you know, a month ago, at least a month, month and a half ago, he's kind of, his scores were tapering a fair bit, um, yeah. which does bring down um, that consistent consistency side of things. And as we know, with head-to-head league matches, you really want consistent players because you know what you're going to get. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you don't yeah. want to bank on, you want to bank on scores rather than hope for a, a big one. Yeah, Very which you can do, but yeah, yeah, it probably hurt you more often than not. Um, but having said that, a uh, very good option if you don't want to opt for Parish or Dawson. Just quickly before we move on to the uh, chatting about the other areas uh, or targets and other areas of the ground, I would just quickly rank them as Parish, Dawson, Mills. What about yourself? That's a tight yeah. one though between Parish it's and Dawson. It's a tight one between Parish and Dawson. Uh, I would lean slight. I'm agree with you. I lean slightly more to Parrish just because of his scoring ability, um, and sort of. I know they both got favourable. I mean, it's hard to say you've got a favourable fixture when you've got Port and Richmond um, for Parrish, but just the fact that he's opponent-wise, he likes to play against Richmond. Yeah. Um, I'd lean slightly more towards Parrish just because he's got that high floor. Uh, Dawson though has the mid defensive eligibility so if you're going down to no trades i'd probably prefer that because you might be able to swing some players around to to create some cover so it's, yep. it's very much a factor in what sort of uh what sort of cover you have as well yep yeah absolutely and mills um, is probably the clear third uh option yep. but absolutely. yeah not, not a bad pick though for sure. Uh, let's move on to uh, to Rux. And uh, there's only really one man to speak of here. And he has recaptured his early season form. It is at Maxi Gorn. He's priced at 574.3K, averaging a 114.3 with a break-even of 85. And yes, it's that early season form that we really loved and the reason why we uh, we enjoyed starting him, uh, for those of us that did. 
he's come back with scores of 147, 113, and 136 over the past three weeks. And I guess given it's part of the reason as well, given the poor form of other primos, as we'll say very loosely, uh, in the likes of Wits, Darcy, and Cameron, uh, in recent weeks, their performances like just not up to it. In comparison, Gorn, he could provide a nice pod if your finals opponent doesn't own him. So a pod in your, you know, I go in, again, a head-to-head matchup as opposed to a pod as the mm. overall so an ownership side of things. Uh, and he does finish the season facing Carlton and Brisbane. Uh, depending on Pitney, if he comes back for Carlton, um, you know, he's going to be facing Tom DeConning and probably Jack Silvani, and he should absolutely towel them up. Um, and probably Pitney as well. Like he's not the best ruckman around the ground. Um, so Gorn should have a relative relatively nice performance and Brisbane, as we know, it's kind of hard to score against them with their, their yeah. two prong setup, which they've been running up until yeah. a few weeks ago. I think now it's just McInerney Fort's no longer there. Um, and even then it's just, I don't know what it is. If it's the quality of uh, sort of midfielders sharking the ball mm-hmm. from opposition Ruckman um, really sort of negating their influence or McInerney is just putting in a, you know, a nice solid game. I think either way, um, a bit of a mixed bag there for Gorn, but I think he is one to, to really have a look at because, like I said, Wits as an owner is of Wits and Darcy, if I had the opportunity to jump on Gorn, I would 100% do it. Yeah, definitely. I'd definitely be moving Darcy on for, for Gorn if I could. Not that I have yep. Darcy, so <laughs> not an issue. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, that's Darcy is definitely someone I'd be considering as a sort of the same thing as that sort of antipod yep. if you could get Gorn in um, as well. Like it has that dual effect. Um, moving on to the forwards and it is uh, Isaac Haney burns me saying it, uh, forward eligible 512.4 K averaging 102, uh, sorry, 100.2 with a break even of 74. And it burns me because it's just, it's Isaac Haney. Let's be honest. He has scored a ton in his past five games and showing the type of assured form akin to earlier in the season with a three round average of 110. Point three and a five-round average of 109.4 and finishes the season facing Collingwood and St. Kilda. But just another option to bring in if you don't have him because he does look to be in a bit of nice form to end the season. Yes, it hurts me as well because he was actually a cheap option I could have mm. opted for instead of Liam Baker. Um, so it hurts me even more so. But it's funny just, you know, venturing onto um, Twitter uh, fan footy, the same thing in their little uh, live chat. A lot of people saying, how is he scoring as well as he is? And off the back of that, they were yeah. like, the scoring system needs to be reviewed. Like, he, as we know, he's kind of one that gets favorable scoring, uh, very much like his teammate uh, Mills at times. Uh, Bont, as we know, it's quite storied. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating as a non-owner, but you know, just when you pick him up that he's going to get injured or just have a downer. So, yeah, it's hard to uh, hard to read, but for those who own him, uh, you will be happy with this form, that's for sure. Definitely, definitely. Uh, moving on to, uh, I guess, pot options now, and we do have a couple here. And uh, the first one we have is Adam Saad as the defender there in Supercoach, 546.3K, averaging a 104.1 with a break-even of 84. And he scored a ton in nine of his past 11 games and is surprisingly only in 7% of teams. So if you are after a pod, he is a player to consider, no doubt. And mm. his scoring floor receives a bit of a boost after taking a majority of the kick-ins over the past two weeks at the very least. 
So he does face Melbourne, who uh, who concede surprisingly the most points to running defenders in the competition, and then Collingwood also. So um, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag, but uh, you could probably almost pencil it in uh, that he will have a semi-decent game against the D's this weekend, just to just due to that um, matchup exploitation. Yes, and another. Um, we'll call him a pod. He sits in ten point two percent of teams. So yep. just. We'll scrape him in. We'll scrape him in. Yeah, we'll get him in. Uh, to consider is uh, Angus Brayshaw, uh, defender midfield eligible, 543.4K, averaging 100.2 with a break-even of 81. And his three-game average reads 119.3 and has had 57 and 59% CBAs over the past two weeks after having zero previously across the entire season. While his scoring has been sound enough whilst playing exclusively as a defender, over the past two weeks, he has scored 123 and 113, which is a truer reflection of his scoring than his average, which obviously reflects his scoring ability mainly as a pure mid. Uh, sorry, a pure defender, sorry. Uh, could also uh, be a super pot option for Cripps, given he is a defensive mid uh, as well, like defender mid. So you can swing him around if, if you do get an injury, God forbid. Very nice. Well, there's a few options there. Yes, yes, exactly. If if we had trades, we'd be spoiled for mm. choices. But for those of you out there that do, we're going to live vicariously through you. So um, enjoy smashing the trigger on those last remaining trades that you do have and all the very best for your choices there. But hopefully we've made it a little bit easier for you. But now, Liam, I hear a bit of a, I don't know, bell in the distance. I don't know, what, what would they use back in the day on, on ships? Wouldn't be a siren, would it? Um, they don't have sirens yeah, back they, then. It would have been a bell. Yeah. Or a drum, I feel like you'd oh, like a drum. bang a or drum. Like a like a, a conch? A horn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, a, yeah. Horn? Do, do, yeah do. a horn. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And uh, the ships that we are referring to are, of course, the ones that are manned by the pirates. Yes, and the, pirates the pirates out there plundering other ships and uh, jumping aboard and uh, <laughs> having a having a real, real hot go with sword fights and uh, the rest. I wish I could yeah. uh, jump aboard someone else's ship and uh, steal their trades. Arr. <laughs> but Liam, there's mutiny because I hear you say, Arr, I'm the captain now. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Very good. You've been uh, you've been practicing. I, I, I feel have. like I've I've been practicing my pirate accent. Is pirate <laughs> accent even a, <laughs> is it an accent? A voice? Yeah. Pirate, pirate impersonation? Impersonation, yeah. Because last week it was very much uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, yeah, as we know. It was a bit, yeah, yeah, it was a bit nicer. I wanted to be like a nice captain. Uh, anyway, let's uh, move on to the captain. Uh, I'm the captain now. Mm. So we've scrounged through the data and found the best options for your VC and C this weekend. And we kick it off with um, uh, a favorite here at Supercoach Edge, one of my favorites, mm. your favorite as well, Liam. Uh, and it is Jack Steele who faces Brisbane on Friday at 7.50 p.m. And he's averaged 119.5 over his last four against the Lions with scores of 149, 167, 74, and 88. So it's almost a tale of two halves there with two scores mm. that were pretty decent. Very, very much captaincy scores, other ones which are pretty shit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could probably put the VC on him first up potentially. Yeah. Uh, but there are... Better options, I reckon. Even yeah, though as much I, as I, I love Steel. But yeah, it's gonna be a tough matchup as well against Brisbane. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I would be looking elsewhere, I think. Mm. Uh in that same game, moving on, uh, we've got Lockie Neal on the other side of the ledger. 
uh, averaging 97.75 in his last four games against the Saints with scores of 123, 118, 72, and 78. Again, I think he's listed here more so just as a, as a decent, there's an easy VC option, obviously playing on the Friday night. Uh, but again, just there's better options. And what's, what's, what's up, what upsets me is that there's two really good options that play at the same time, but in different games. Um, but we'll, yeah. we'll touch on them shortly. Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, and I guess one man who's uh, mm. been in super form was in my mm. good yet again. And it is in the same team as Bont, Josh Dunkley. So he's averaged 135.75 in his last four games against the Giants with scores of 114, 132, 128, and 169. So, of course, his recent scores in the last two weeks have been 130 and 155. So he's in a really nice hot runner form. Um, so if you wanted to sort of – I don't reckon he'd be a pot as well, very much so, mm, um, mm. because there is – I won't delve too much into him, but sort of as a bit of a segue – there is another guy playing in a game at the same time that yes. is probably juicier just because he's been the mainstay of, of captaincy choices and VC cap, VC choices as well, and it is Liam. Rory, what would you call him? Squarehead Laird. Rory Square, Rory Square Laird. <laughs> is that what you called him? I can't remember. Yeah, now. Blockhead. Blockhead, that was it, sorry. Rory Blockhead Laird. <laughs> Well, that one feels real, real mean. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, From up Gumby. against North on Sunday, Saturday <laughs> at 2.10 p.m. He's got an average of 125.75 in his last four games against the Roos with scores of 156, 105, 149, and 93. And that 156 came earlier in the year. Yeah. And just wait. He's got a three-round average of 143 and a five-round average of 141.6. Lock and load i'm gonna say wow i love i love dunks but yep. you can't look past lead no sorry dunks sorry mate it's just it's not gonna happen i appreciate that's why he was partly in my good because mm. well he might have another good weekend uh good old dunks but uh you've 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 kind of done your job as long as he can keep scoring well enough um that's that's good enough for me because you, you can't look anywhere else apart no. from rory laird yeah and we talk about, like we spoke about earlier in terms of like potentially not starting McRae next year. Rory Laird is well and truly putting his name up in lights as like, pick me first up, number one pick uh, when you're constructing your sides come the preseason of next year. So just ripping, ripping super coach player. Uh, another good player, but albeit one that uh, did let me down as the VC on the weekend is took the running man Miller. He faces a bit of a tough matchup against Geelong. Uh, on Saturday at 4.35 p.m. And he's averaged a 95.5 in his last four games against the Cats with scores of 133, 81, 101, and 67. So he's been in relatively good form. I mean, probably really? high floor more so than anything that's really going to give you a bit of a, a safety net. But yeah, I mean, he's probably one to think about. I mean, you've got to lock Rory Laird in as the VC, uh, no doubt about it. So uh, you'd probably say North Melbourne, Adelaide's game should be done and dusted by the time that... Uh, the Suns game starts, so fingers crossed nothing. Uh, I, I guess fingers crossed things go to plan when it comes to, to Rory Laird and he busts out a massive score, but on the off chance he doesn't or you're not satisfied with it, you could potentially put the C on Tookie Miller. But um, Yeah, if the game's not done, it'll be all, you, you'd pretty much know where Laird's going to end up. Yeah, exactly. Like yep. you know roughly where he's going to be. Um, 
So that's that. That's helpful there. That's helpful there. Yep. Uh, moving on. And there's a fair few players in this game we want to chat about. Mm. Uh, it's it's Clary Oliver against Melbourne. Uh, sorry, playing against Carlton. Obviously, plays for Melbourne uh, yeah. on Saturday at seven twenty-five PM, and he's averaging one at twenty-eight point two five in his last four games against the Blues, with scores of one forty, one twenty-seven, one fifty-eight, and eighty-eight. So nice yep. little bit of form against the Blues. Yeah, he matches up well against us, and probably doesn't help the Crips um, mm. if his uh, suspension is upheld. If Carlton do contest it. Uh, he's going to be going up a, against a, a depleted engine room. I mean, obviously without the likes of Hewitt there already, but then take away Cripps and the top liner we've got there is Walshy and that's it. Um, Chera as his backup. So it's going to be really, really hard for Carlton's midfield to, to really have any sort of dominance against the D's. So I think I, w- I won't go into who I'm thinking, but, uh, Oliver, he's up there, I think, in terms of, you know, out, out and out captaincy options. Mm. Uh, but yes, as you mentioned, also in the same game, we do have Sam Doherty averaging a 119.75 in his last three against the Ds with scores of 120, 93, 124. Sorry, his past four against the Ds, should say. Uh, mm. 120, 93, 124, and 142. So, you know, Melbourne give away the second most points to general defenders, um, as I mentioned earlier. So, yeah, he's um he's one to sort of put on as a bit of a pod if you want to go down that route, um because by all reports he should be in for a really nice, really nice game. Yes, most certainly. Uh, and just again, let's flip back over to the other side of the uh, other side <laughs> of the ledger here. Uh, we've got Maxi Gorn, who's got an average of one hundred and thirty three point two five in his last four against the Blues, with scores of one seventeen, one eighty four. 121 and 111. So obviously boosted up by that big 184. Um, the other scores aren't really necessarily captaincy worthy. Uh, but also consider that his last three scores for this season read 147, 114, and 136. Yeah. Yep. Uh, good form it's, historically. Good form yeah. in mm. recent times. It's good. Bodes well. Bodes well. Bodes well. But again, you're kind of competing with Oliver. As as sort of in that obviously that same game you can't you can't go both ways. Yeah, you'd think obviously there's going to be some sort of correlation there because if Gorn plays well, then Oliver's going to play well because he's obviously tapping the ball down yeah. to Oliver. So it's probably much for a muchness more than anything. Um, and yeah, I think in terms of matchups, like I was saying earlier, we should score pretty well against the the Blues. And mm. like, like you can see there historically, <clears throat> he does very well. So both of those guys just flip a coin potentially. Uh, but to round out the captaincy options, uh, we have track in Christian Petrarca and he's averaged 104.75 in his last four games against the Blues with scores of 101, 126, 103 and 89. But uh, he scores since round 16, probably should mention uh, his recent form line. They read 189, 91, 141, 81, 134 and 136. So he's a little bit up and down, but it show, goes to show there he's ceiling his potential to score super high when he's in full flight is really nice. So um, you got to sort of factor that in when it comes to captaincy scores. And he puts his name s- just straight up in the air, like as a, as, as an option. But I, I like yeah. him as a bit of a Hail Mary. Yep. Like Something like a point of difference, yeah? Yeah. If you're, if you're a bit down, like if, if you're not looking, if you're in the prelims, you're looking like you're going to lose. Um, I don't mind chucking the captaincy on him just as a bit of a, you know, just 
see what see what happens kind of thing because yep. if he goes massive with a one one eighty nine like he did you know a few rounds ago, um, or, or something even a one sixty like that could that could really get you back in the game. So I don't mind it. It's 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 sort of that high risk high reward um, sort of captaincy play. So I'd only do it if you were if you're a bit down if if you really were looking like you were gonna lose. Um, yep. And you just need something just to to break it up. Yeah, yeah. Especially like if they're going for an Oliver and you're a hundred points down or something, or fifty points down, looks like you're going to lose. Then yeah, totally. Like just just swing something that's a bit different to what your opponent's doing, and hopefully, fingers crossed, you know he outscores an Oliver or a Gorn if they put the the captaincy mm. on Gorn or you know whatever. Um, so the same can probably be said for Doherty to an extent as well, but doesn't have that. Um, Again, uh, recent form line. So much is good well on the weekend, but um, in his sense, it's that uh, opponent exploitation matchup. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, keep that in mind as two sort of alternative options there. But honorable mentions, Liam, who have we got um, yes. first up? We've got first up, we've got Tim English uh, playing GWS on Saturday at 2.10. Uh, again, plays again at the same time as as Laird. So it's, it's the risky option. Uh, but he has an average of 97.25 in his last four against the Giants with scores of 110, 76, 120, and 83. But just on his side, GWS actually give away the second most points to opposition Ruckman. So could be, you know, something just to factor in there as well. Yep. Like it. Bit of a bit of a potty one. Mm. Uh, and also we have Jordan Dawson who faces North on Saturday at 2.10 PM. Again, it's that really, uh, that hard, tough time slot, I think. Um, you know, you'd you'd be a lot of people would be going for Laird um, as the VC there. Mm. You'd think, uh, but as a point of difference, uh, Jordan Dawson is one you could look at. He scored one thirty four against North, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, when he played them earlier in the year. Very certainly. And last up uh, from from that game with four options, we're going to add another one, and that is Sammy Walsh, uh, obviously playing Melbourne on Saturday at seven twenty five. Now his last three scores against Melbourne read 111, 98 and 86 for an average of, of 95.3. Um, but just to note, Walsh scored 128 uh, in round five when Cripps missed. Uh, ah. So just, you know, just factoring in the fact that I guess Cripps won't be, potentially won't be playing. Uh, yep. Walsh could have a bit more of a, uh, I guess the lion share, but it would be also facing up against, you know, Oliver and Petrarca in the midfield. So equally could could lose some points as well. Yep. But uh, yeah, absolutely. And without without Hewitt there, as we sort of mm. went through last week, uh, Cripps was sort of historically shown as being the most uh, most of benefit. But now, yeah, both, with both of those guys gone, there's obviously more points to go around. So um, you'd think to be a boost for the likes of him, Chera. Um, but yeah, it's going to be going to be tough because that's obviously relying mm. upon them putting in a solid showing against a quality midfield that Melbourne have. But uh, let's move on to our selections. And Liam, who are you going with? I imagine it's very similar to mine. I um, think I'm going to go Lockie Neal into, um, uh, I don't know who else I've got, Sam Doherty. <laughs> no, no. I'm That's a bit go... of point of difference. <laughs> yeah. That's a complete point of difference. Uh, no, Rory Laird most certainly as the VC. And you know what? I'm going to captain Akui because Laird oh. is going to pump out a massive 143. Yep. That's his three-round average, so he'd be on, on the money right there. Yep. That's it. That's what's going to happen. I like it. And I'm doing very much the same, um, except the C isn't going on Akui for me. 
it's going on potentially Paddy Cripps. Oh, yeah, that's actually not a bad way of <laughs> Is that going to confuse you a bit? <laughs> no, nah, uh, yeah, I can put, put it on anyone that's non-playing. But uh, yeah, hopefully Lady, the big old square blockhead dude, super block, superman, uh, he's going to come out and uh, and punch out a massive score. So looking forward to that. But Liam. Okay. It, Otherwise, it's going to be Oliver. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. That's, that's, just, uh, just, probably just should mention case. there. Yeah, Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, case, in case anyone else is wanting to know. Yeah, they're like, who? Oh. I, and what are they saying? If they want to know, Liam, they usually well, yeah, say. What are they saying? What are they saying? I got to know. <laughs> hey, I got to know. <laughs> oh, I like that. Nice, like, came from, from deep. It was very, very deep, very guttural. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, that's the word guttural. Very love, love that. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> we, I'm going to throw this question to you, Damon. We've oh, got okay. one question from from fan uh, from a big fan, Maddie Tex. Yes, uh, at Tex Maddie on Twitter. Thank you for tuning in, Maddie. Uh, he's got his question is, "Hey guys, would love to get your thoughts on the following." So he's got two options here, Damon. Option one is trade SDK to Jordan Clark, who plays West Coast this week and keep the last trade in case uh, he gets to the grand final and need one. Or his second option is use both trades to get SDK straight up to Jordan Dawson. Cheers. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. Clark first up, I'm not so much a fan of him. Like credit to him. He's actually punching out some really nice scores from time to time, but limited ceiling, just looking at those games where he scored a ton. Uh, he scored 105, 102, 108, 108, 106, 100. So it looks like his ceiling is very, very limited. A lot of his scores are actually hovering around about the 80, 90 mark. Um, so he's very consistent. I'll give him that apart from a couple of scores mm. in the past month uh, where he scored a 62 and 66. Um, so yeah, I guess when you're talking about consistency, um, at least he's going to give you that. Um, but probably should mention that uh, in terms of the Eagles, they aren't really quite the easy beats they once were and uh, not many teams exploit them running out of defense in recent times to really make you know the matchup as juicy as it could be like you mentioned you know because he is facing uh, the Eagles as sort of a deciding factor to bring him in I probably should mention as well that uh, an alternative option to Clark not one that I'd highly recommend but uh, one to have a look into if you wanted to spend around about the same mark is Houston who is 10.3k more expensive at 463.6k as a defensive midfielder. But in all honesty, I think it doesn't really scream super option, given his scoring is not really that reliable. Um, probably He's probably got more of a ceiling uh, at a glance compared to Clark. But yes, his consistency has been very up and down. So yeah. probably a bit more of a risk. But having said all that, I think, like you mentioned, as your option to... I would probably use both trades to go SDK to Dawson. Um, it's a really, really good super option. And with just two weeks remaining, there probably isn't much of a use saving a second trade given you need to win your prelim this week in order to obviously make the grand final. So maximize potential points this week just in case. And, you know, don't sort of, it's more playing safe as opposed to keep my sleeve and thinking, oh, I'll get through to the grand final because you'd be kicking yourself if you are. Uh, if you think that you may need to use the you know trade in the last week, if you don't even make it, so I think hedge your bets, bring in Dawson. There's two weeks to go, a week after this weekend, um, and if Dawson goes down, it is what it is, unfortunately. Um, and I'm I'd be willing to take that risk. It's literally just mm. one week. I mean, we are virtually 
taking a risk. Uh, when when you went out of trades, Liam, it was what month ago? Oh, it feels like it was about seventeen weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've been we've been uh, riding by the seat of our pants, or more so you than me, mm. um, for a few weeks now, and and crossing our fingers that there haven't been any real major damage in terms of injuries or suspensions, which we're feeling now with obviously Crips and and the like. But I mean, you can't. I always go by the mindset now this season compared to especially previous seasons where it's like it's good to be cautious to an extent but there's no use trying to i guess hold trades or yeah. you know upgrading your bench on the off, off chance that there's an injury um there's yeah. one week to go um i'd be willing to take the risk because you're getting in a quality player in Dawson so um and again he's uh he's DPP as well which is uh which is good with Dawson so if you do have an existing swing in your your midfield, uh, assuming that you're getting obviously Dawson into your fence, um, it will help you out doubly so there and give you more bang for your buck. So um, yeah, for me, SDK to Dawson, two thumbs up. What about yourself, yes. Liam? Yes, I'm just going to do some real quick maths. Oh, let's yes. say all right. So let's say three round average for Clark is ninety point seven. Yep. Um. Sorry, I couldn't. I need to write this down. Ninety point seven. Thank you. If you can check Dawson and then uh, DeConning. Dawson three-round average is 109. Yep. So you're missing out on basically 20, 19 points there. Yep. Uh, And then uh, Sam DeConning, his three-round average is... 68.7. 68.7. So you're definitely making points oh, wow. with uh, with uh, Clark. Yep. But that being said, I think looking at the Eagles, the matchup for the Eagles isn't quite the same as it was in this, the first. As you said, they aren't the easy beats. Uh, so that's one thing to consider. Um, and I think a lot of the stats that sort of suggest they are is sort of skewed by those first month, two months mm, of the season. Um, yep. So it's not quite, yeah, it's hard to look at the stats. Like you, you kind of have to, put the context behind them as well and look more so probably in the last month or so um, as to what how they've been playing month, month and a half um, to see that it's probably not quite the same. Yep. Um, so basically what I'm trying to say here is 90.7 versus 109. I know it's a three round average, so it's, you know, it's hard to use that, but think about the point. So you're going to miss out on 40 points potentially mm. by just using the one trade. And then I mean I don't know much cash you have in the bank, um, with the SDK after you know with your last trade, but you don't really want to hold that for the last round of the season. So I'd almost rather go straight up from you know from SDK to uh, to Dawson as you said. Um, I think it just makes more sense. At the end of the day, you don't want to miss out this week because you um, you don't want to lose this week and then hold a trade. Mm. Um, that could have got you through. So I'd rather go all out and then see what happens. Because at the end of the day, you might not get an injury next week and it doesn't make a difference. Yep. Um, and then you've missed out on potentially getting Dawson in. Yep, exactly. And, and it's like, you, and yeah, you saved a trade that you may not even need to use and you're just using it because you got a, you just got a spare trade. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In which case, if you do just have a spare trade, you can just send it my way, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, that, I'll quite happily put it to use. You'll, uh, you'll be... Grabbing it with both hands and, uh, and kissing it and everything else and cherishing it. So yeah, um, I guess in yeah. in in summary, option two is probably the best way to go. 
Very good, very detailed, and I hope that helps you out, Maddie Tex. But let's move on to the last segment just to round it out, and it is the Group Rankings and Supercoach Edge Cash League Finals at the moment. Mm. And let's have a quick look at our Supercoach Edge Group Rankings. Meanwhile, so the highest scorer for round 21 was Luke with his team Cultivating Mass. Score is 2,641, so massive score. Uh, Round rank of 326, and overall rank. Uh, would have skyrocketed up off the back of that score. He is now ranked overall 3,514th. So um, there we go. But what about uh, the overall highest score, Liam? I'll leave this one to you. For four weeks in a row, <gasps> it is Tyler with his team, Shep Screamers. Well done. He maintains top spot. Can he Can he do it for the next two weeks? Yeah, overall score of 49,344th. Uh, sorry, 344 is his points. And his overall rank is 16th. Mm, wow. Well John's done. team, Markle Sparkle, is closing in, though. <gasps> He's gained 25 points on him this week for a margin of just 102 points. So, Damon, can you get your trusty little calculator out and tell us how many points that uh, John's Markle Sparkle has to make? Uh, I imagine very similar to what uh, you have to make, eh, Liam? Yeah, so probably about like 500. Our matchup? <laughs> no, what he needs to make up in the next two weeks is at least outscore him uh, on average across the two weeks, of course, by 51 points. <gasps> so um, it could potentially make up that def- that difference in one week, potentially. It's only 102 points. If he has an absolute mm. blinder, uh, he can make it up. So it's going to be a very, very tight finish. Love a bit of competition. So, I love um, it. Love it, love it, love it. Very, very good. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Break, break tradition. I'm not going to read out the, the code this week because no. I feel like... That's it? Yeah, that's it. I'm calling it. I'm calling yep. it now. If you haven't joined by now, too bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and anyway, let's go through a quick run through of the Supercoach Edge group. And I'm going to read through the Supercoach, the the top, the 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 the, the real finals. They're not the oh, fake yes, yep. ones. Uh, and then you can read through the, the participation because yep. you know we're in we're in the opposite opposite ends yeah. uh anyway quickly running in through this it's uh our tier three patreons uh bruce with his team shuin defeated yourself damon of mm. dj trade a lot well in done. the qualifying final with bruce through to the granny and having another week off in the other semi-final brett with his team sharpshooters beat scott arthur with his team black on white knocking him out of finals contention. So that leaves you, Damon, and team the Sharpshooters to face off in the prelim this week. Going to be a big matchup. Mm, it's going to be very, very hotly. Need hotly you to contested. get there. Need you to get into the finals. Yeah, got to represent uh, <laughs> represent the Supercoach Edge brand. It can't be knocked out. Surely one of us is going to no, contest come in the grand on. final. But um, yeah, well done. Hey, I'm, um, I'm contesting in a grand final. Just You you, you are? Well, yeah, you Opposite end. Anyway, yeah, opposite anyway. End. yeah, it's a grand final. Is it? Is it really a grand final? But hey. probably should mention just um, so it's going to be obviously uh, prime time both of our our game uh, between Brett and myself. And looking at projections doesn't really matter. Um, I haven't really looked too closely into it, um, except for just having a look at the um, the little uh, I guess what do they call it? a little table. And I'm projected for two four eight five. He is two three nine three. But uh, with no doubt. There's going to be changes um, afoot, not on my end, because I've got no trades. Um, so if he has any trades left, he can, um, yeah, go all out if he wants to. Um, mm. So it's going to be a very close game. Uh, so let's see how we go. But 
Liam, let's talk about how you're going. And of course, we uh, we mentioned it last week mm. that there's high stakes for this because there you is. um you earned yourself. The stars are aligning here. Yes, yes. Um, wait, did you earn yourself a week off? I did. You did. You did. So yeah, you did Second have the week, week off. In a row. You earned yeah. like you know you earned the week off when you qualified for the lower finals <laughs> <laughs> by missing it as it as it works out in terms yeah. of um. Head to head when you're in a ten man league. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> you faced off against uh, against Jacqueline. Yeah. And uh, of course you are uh, you did uh, book a place in the grand final and the, the other week off mm. this week. So the one matchup that we have is Pete with his team Tankman seventy seven. He's beaten Kyle <laughs> of Northwind. Yeah, for a place in the prelims against Jacqueline's team. So, Liam, you, we know what's going to happen here. Mm. You're going to be facing off against our future father-in-law. Yeah, next week. Well, not next, not this coming week. The week after is going to be. Yep. Be a High big stakes. Weekend. That's going to be that's going to be the talk of the week because yeah. don't worry about the fact that it's that it's my wedding, uh, with <laughs> with his daughter, of course. The the talk of the day is going to be it's going to be whispers going around the dance floor going around the ceremony, What's as I'm reading up my vows. Yeah, I should probably make mention of it. Actually, it's probably one thing. Mm. So high stakes, but as I'm mentioning my vows, I'll hear whispers going like from aisle to aisle, and it's it's just going to make the rounds. And uh, there's going to be uh, I, I imagine like you know sly glances across you know the room yeah. across the dance yeah. floor. The green glow of our phones, you know, from the Supercoach app as we try yep. and try and move players around to our, <laughs> to, to get the edge. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's going to be quite – we probably should do like score updates. I'll, I'll say to the DJ, I'll whisper <laughs> in the DJ's ear and be like, can you give us like score updates live as to how we're going like the head-to-head Yeah, because you're going to be glancing down at your phone. Just make sure Ash – my better half doesn't see you do it because um, mm. she might lose it. Actually, I'll probably do it for you. She'd like, surely she can't tell me off. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're doing your wedding day, isn't it? Just glance down at your phone. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly yeah. what you're meant to be doing. Yeah. But I will say, Peter, with his with Tankman 77, he has been in some good form in recent weeks. So it's it's going to be, I feel like he's like the form player of the of the league. He and is probably more so than even the, the top. Like I reckon he's right yeah. up there with uh, with the best in the biz at the moment in um, uh, Bruce with his team shoe in. Like, let's have, I'm just going to, he's won a fair few games in a row. He has, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can still view it, but let's see. Two, so he beat shoe in oh, round right, 18. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Beat you. Almost beat me. Had had Houston not gone down. Remember that? Yeah. And then yeah, defeated Shuin in round eighteen. So he's he's in some great form. Yeah, he's in very good form. Yeah, so his last loss was in round sixteen. Ripping form. Actually round nineteen against me. Ah, oh, sorry, yep. Yep. Sorry about that one. <laughs> you ruined his uh ruined his, his little run. run there. Yeah, exactly. Oh well there you go. So looking forward to that. And that is, of course, in the Consolation Cup. That's what we're going with. Mm. Or participation plate, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> Bit of alliteration there. See how we go. But uh, for those of you uh, keen to throw questions our way via our socials or alternatively follow us to keep up to date with the latest news and information, mm. you can do so via... Yes, YouTube, if you want to watch us. 
just search Supercoach Edge and don't forget to like and subscribe. Obviously, if you're already watching us, you know that. So yep. just if, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Apple Podcasts, you can you can watch us too if you like. Yeah. Uh, very nice on the on the big screen from what I've what I've heard. Mm. Uh on Twitter, if you search supercoach underscore edge, you'll find us there. Damon at DamonJ88, myself at Liam Evans underscore 95, Facebook, Insta, and TikTok. Search Supercoach Edge and yeah, you'll find us find us there. Yes. Well, there we have it. That is the end of another episode. And uh, (laughs) the end of the season is approaching, Liam. And um, we're probably both looking forward to it. I'm just hopeful that I can at least... I probably should mention as well. I haven't mentioned. I am in Mm, four out of five cash league prelims. Got knocked out in one on the weekend uh, in the semifinal. So what will be will be. But I'm in four. And hopeful that I can progress through to the grand final. So I at least have something to play for. But... We know we both have something to play for, Liam. You've got uh, something to play for potentially, not this week, but next week. So look mm. forward to that. And enjoy your week off, uh, must be said as well. And um, put in a bit of uh, strategizing and uh, get out your whiteboard and start connecting yeah. dots, all that sort of yeah. stuff, just to see how maybe, you can defeat Pete. Maybe I should um, just like, I maybe I really should put the VC on Doherty and the C on, I don't know, someone completely random, just to throw him off. Think, oh, oh, yeah. He's not on his game. He doesn't know. Yeah. Either. There's no to VC and C. He's just throwing his playing around. Yeah, a bit of a lull him into a false yeah. sense of security. Yeah. Mm. yeah I like that. Now, Except, now that he's heard this. Now that he's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Well, I'm banking that he's probably going to be hearing this right now and it's not going to work now. No. So now do the opposite. Yeah. Oh, what am I going to do? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to zigzag. I'm going to trade no one because I have no <laughs> trades. Or do I? This has been the biggest Ooh. joke the whole time. Exactly. Maybe he has one up his sleeve. Imagine that. Mm. What, a, what a plot twist that is. But um, all the very best anyway for the weekend, for those of you in prelims, and for those, of course, of you like uh, JP gunning or at least trying to hold their uh, their claim to the Iron Throne. So all the very best and congratulations again. And uh, we'll be back again this time, yes. same time, next week to do it all again. All the best. Good luck, guys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.